You are listening a Red FM original. Guts, glory, gumption. The voice of Indian sports with Rika Roy on the Red FM podcast network. Ella, thank you very, very much for joining me on this podcast. You are one of the brightest stars today of the Indian shooting firmament. You've been kind of winning medals one after another. Your last gold medal, of course, came in 10 meter air rifle in China, which was 2019 before the pandemic. Tell us a little bit how has the return been uh, to the circuit? One year, it was a break for all of you guys. not just for the shooters for all the sports persons so firstly thank you for having me over ma'am it's a pleasure talking to you so the lockdown did give us a break from the entire routine what we were following and what are the competitions we were preparing for so it did put a halt to the entire system but it was not only me who was feeling that i think the entire uh, sporting fraternity did face the same thing so uh, the comeback the the matches have started happening now so i think now the routine is getting back into form so we are working hard as we can even throughout the lockdown we all had been working so i think uh, it's 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 going in a in, in the right path ma'am ella i'll just have to take you back to a few years when you still were thinking dabbling into a few sports and thinking what would be the right one for you tell us how did shooting happen to you it was a coincident that i met one of my uh, dad's uh, student's daughter uh, she was really good shooter at that time and we met her in a sports complex so she was the one who you know asked me if i wanted to try out my hands on and that gun. time you were in gujarat yes ma'am i was in gujarat i it was back in 2012 13 and uh, i was kind of fascinated and even my dad was like you know maybe you should give this sport a try so that is when i you know tried my hand for the first time on a gun and uh, how old were you at that time when you just when you picked up your first gun mm, i think i was 13 when the first moment with the gun happened were you not intimidated no 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 it was kind of fun because it was something new that i was trying Mm-hmm. so i was more excited to you know try it out ella one when one looks at your picture with your body suit and your gun on your shoulder it is a picture of a woman empowered do you think that that gun has empowered you to use it in the best possible way definitely ma'am it just boosts the confidence it is like i am the one who's there with the gun and uh, I feel super happy and uh, super confident when I'm there with, with the gun because it's me. Would you say it's it's kind of become over the years? It's become an extension of your body when you're with it. You are the most confident self. Definitely, ma'am. It definitely boosts up my confidence every time I'm on the lane. And yes, it definitely does. <laughs> Ella, you do an event called Ten Meter Air Rifle. <clears throat> Tell us um, what is it. all about uh, and uh, why did you take to this specific event because shooting has a few other events as well so i was introduced to the tedmeter air rifle event back then when i started i didn't have a clue like there are you know pistol events and the rifle events and there are different uh, uh, distance events 
so i didn't have a clue so i started up with 10 and kind of fell in love with the with the game it was never a second thought about the game but have you uh, in the course you're almost shooting now in the circuit for 7 years uh, 7 8 years have you thought of giving other events a try as well because a lot of the senior shooters say that when you do well in one of the um, one of the events the other event also gets better what is your perspective of that for the time being i haven't given an actual thought about uh, trying the other event but definitely uh, over the course of years i think i would def- uh, i would be trying out the other events now ela you know when one you know talks about shooting they say that um, though it's an olympic sport it doesn't define the olympic values of stronger higher or faster however it takes a lot of the athletes the uh, his or her mind body and spirit to be in sync to be able to win an olympic medal tell us how difficult is it being in the zone and shooting day in and day out getting up to motivate yourself i think ma'am uh, the motivation comes from within and uh, throughout the years what i have learned is no match is like is different from one another let it be state level match or let it be the olympics it has to be approached in the same way and uh, i feel that it's uh, it definitely boosts up the confidence so yes ma'am so in a way what you're saying is the match practice is the best practice and the more you are able to shoot in a match the better you do is that correct uh the more confident you are the better you'll do but for this whole one year in 2020 when you were not shooting when you were on a break did you have doubts of a comeback did you think that what is going to happen here after because everything was pretty much up in the air no one knew what was the world going to be the changed world would look like we did have doubts about how things would be once once the new normal resumes but there wasn't a doubt about how i would be doing because i did have confidence that you know whatever i have been doing throughout the lockdown the amount of rest i took the amount of workout i was doing the way i was training i was quite confident that once everything resumes uh, i would be in the form which where, where when i was before the lockdown so what were you doing during the lockdown which enabled you to get back uh, in top shape i gave myself some rest you know because we had been continuously traveling and you know training since 2 years so i gave myself some break and then resumed training from the basics and was in constant touch with my coaches and mentor uh, regarding how things should be so i think that is what i have been doing throughout the lockdown i did throughout the lockdown ela tell me how does the changed world uh, look like for you on the range what are the differences that you see now when you walk into the range the the new normal as we say like you know the hygiene is given more importance so i think that has that is kind of changed when i move into the lay, uh, range now there are sanitization man- managed everywhere this, there are hand sanitizers kept there are the face mask have been made a compulsion at the range so i think these small small things are the new new things that i have been seeing when i walk into the range now so do you shoot with a face mask on no 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 we don't uh, on the lane we are permitted to keep the mask on So when you got back to the circuit when you got back to the ranges how did your 
parents react to you know you getting back because a lot of people say that sports resumed in india pretty soon not actually ma'am my parents were very supportive even when i told them my decision of going to train with my coach they were like if i was confident about doing that i should carry on with my decision so they didn't have another say in that i want to talk to you a little bit about your parents here tell me you know being a child of uh, a family in modern india how do the modern parents really think was there always a thought uh, in your parents that they wanted you to become a sports person are you do you have other siblings do other siblings do other things and they thereby they put you in sports uh, not actually ma'am my parents kind of never pressured me for anything uh, they always supported me in whatever decision i took so even when i told like my dad was the one who you know actually asked me if i wanted to do shooting so they have been quite supportful to me throughout the years um, i have an elder brother who is in the indian army and who has really inspired me throughout the years even when i told his, my, him my decision about you know shooting he was more than happy because uh, even he does a different kind of shooting so it was all a good uh, a good environment uh, at home what kind of shooting does he do as in uh, what does he shoot with <laughs> uh uh he would be shooting with the the, the guns which provided to him from the army so mm-hmm. i think they would be the ones with the like you know like 300 do you do you guys uh, exchange shooting notes anytime not actually mm-hmm. but definitely i do give him shooting lessons when he comes and tries <laughs> his hands on my right so you become the teacher to your yeah, brother <laughs> yes i do that's nice and what about in the range when you go uh, in the range now is there a pool of girls who are looking to you to learn how you have come up the ranks i have no clue on that because right now if you take the current situation there are no spectators there are there are even when the matches happened there were no spectators uh, mm-hmm. allowed so i think uh, we'll have a look on that in the upcoming competition <laughs> though shooting is a very um, individualistic sport whereby you know you are in a lane pretty much compete against yourself do you miss not having a fans and followers in the range these days uh, i don't think it makes much of a difference because even when there were spectators and there were people back there matlab our work was on the lane we didn't have uh, you know we there was no interaction between the spectators and the shooters so i don't think that is going to make much of a difference because the environment is same and uh, just not having spectators around i don't think would make much difference but would you have liked if there was a format of shooting that enabled uh, spectators to come in and enjoy and shooting became a spectator sport we would be more than happy for the sport to spread around the country and uh, if if it is happening for the good we are we are very much happy ella tell me about a little bit about your training you are uh, gagan narang strategy who is also an olympic medal winner from london olympics tell us how did all of this happen how were you uh, recruited by uh, gun for glory 
so in 2014 when gujarat government signed an mou with the uh, gun for glory shooting academy and i joined sanskar dham for sport so that is when i came in contact with gagan sir and he had been really supportful to me throughout the years and uh, 2017 when i finished my uh, schooling and i thought about you know training at the pune gun for glory academy that is when i you know uh, started in a better contact with gagan sir and started training with him what was it about gagan or gagan's uh, a method of mentorship training that appealed to you what did you find was a bit different uh, the calmness what he has whenever he is around the confidence what i feel whenever he is around i think these are the small small uh, things that you know really uh, you know teaches me a lot of things on how to keep myself in the sport and even outside what was the technical aspect of the sport ela because gagan is known to be a shooter who's like a scientist at work that's what everyone says in the circuit so i mean being with him is the technical aspect also something that you learn fast uh definitely whenever he's around we try out uh, we experiment with things and we try to get what is what can make things better so yes this kind of really interesting uh, training with him while you were uh, after in fact after uh, things resumed did you go back to pune or uh, were you training in chennai at the other academy and tell us a little bit about the academy setup of uh, gun for glory and what is it that you enjoy the most so once the uh, lockdown was lifted up and you know my coach coach was like you know let's resume training so we started the uh, training in hyderabad for the first camp so there was a very pretty range in outskirts of the city so it was all like you know we were in kind of a no network zone and the focus was only on training and then later i uh, as my home training base is chennai me and my coach we shifted there and we were training for a while before uh, uh, before the trials so the academies are spread out but i preferred going to chennai and train because of the flexibility in things we have there ela i remember a picture of you and gagan both showing your issf world cup final medal yours of course in 2019 and gagan's was a few years back it was back in 2008 could you recollect that moment and tell us a little more about that i remember uh, wanting to go and show the uh, trophy and the medal to him uh, the moment i was back in india and i went to my training base so i did call him up and tell him you know that you know if possible can we catch up so so was like why do you come to hyderabad so my coach and me we took a flight we went there the next day you know i showed him my medal and uh, my trophy and he was there standing with his medal and his trophy lovely so it was it was a very special moment uh, his his first uh, final uh, trophy and my first final trophy was together it even though there was generation gap but then uh, it was such a special moment for both of us ela <clears throat> uh, gagan probably started dreaming of uh, olympic games from the time he was 14 or 15 when did you start dreaming about olympic podium i think every athlete uh, has this dream the moment you know they they take up the sport not only in shooting but any athlete you know the ultimate mm-hmm. goal is to to represent the country in the olympic games 
I think even me, I had it back when I was in some other sport. The moment you took up the sport, did Olympics occur to you, or at some stage maybe you won your first Junior World Cup medal, or any other moment when you really thought that you belonged in here was when Olympic thoughts started to germinate. I think it was from the starting because the ultimate goal is that. Ella, I didn't ask you earlier, but you know, it just occurred to me that. You've also been the world number one shooter in ten meter air, air rifle. Though the rankings keep changing, keep fluctuating depending on the competitions that you have. You know, do the number one thing, the whole aura around number one matter to you, or you think that it is just a part of the sport that you have to go on with? At times, you will be on the top. At times, you won't be on the top. But ultimately, what matters is performance. I mean, it is uh, the ranking. Uh, definitely, uh, would keep on changing. Uh, I'll be doing my work, and if it is keeping me on top, I would be then happy. And if not, I'd still be happy that I'm there and I am being the best of what I can. But being world number one must have felt really special. <laughs> it is another special feat that I have achieved. So definitely, it is special. What did your parents tell you? at that moment when they came to know about about the fact that you were world number 1 they they were really happy uh, that you know i was the world number 1 but there wasn't much of a fuss happening uh, because mm-hmm. maybe they were just uh, confident that you know things would be things happened quickly in every athlete's life there comes a moment which they term as the turning point would you say that in this brief career of yours there has been that one turning point that took you just took you to the next level uh, i would not say one turning point that took me to the next level but the decision of uh, joining sanskar dham when in 2014 when i was in my 10th standard mm-hmm. uh, you know it was a uh, quite a serious call if i wanted to travel 30 kilometers every day Uh, just for this sport, but I think my parents, being so supportive, they were like, you know, let's try it out for a year and we'll see how it goes. So I think that one decision of them, uh, you know, letting me study—I mean, letting me focus on my game and study together—I think that has, you know, put a complete different perspective in my mind. And how did you balance the two? Because you've also finished your graduation in English literature. you've been continuing to study all this while how did you balance the two the reason i'm asking this because you know this podcast will go out to many parents many junior athletes they must know what is the way that one, they should also do it if there's a template i didn't find it much difficult in balancing both of them although i had not been attending college <laughs> because of my constant travel schedule and my competition schedule but whenever it came to my exams i would be back in antibat preparing for them and you know being there and not thinking about anything else but at the same time when i was shooting there was nothing else going in my mind so i think this is one key that you know i have learned over the years of balancing ela tell us a little bit about your uh, shooting team you are a part of the indian shooting team right now the camaraderie that is there and little things that you learn from each other being a part of the system tell me a little more about that so outside the lane uh, everyone is like a big family we have been traveling together for almost uh, two years now and uh, they have been such a friendly nature they were really they are really warm and uh, 
you know and since you mentioned about team india i have to ask you about uh, one particular sport that grabs all the attention that is cricket do you think at times that cricket in a way overshadows everything so that and no other sport unless there is a massive achievement gets that kind of attention i think cricket is uh, its own world in itself and uh, i would not compare cricket with any other sport because every sport is unique in its own way and uh, i feel that uh, the achievements do matter just for the right time so you're just waiting for the right time. do you follow any team in the ipl uh, not for the time being no ma'am Okay, but but you did right Chennai Super Kings and MS Dhoni yes, at some point always, in time. Yes, it has always been uh, my team. Was it because of MS Dhoni that you followed CSK or the other way round? I would not say it's a bit complicated because even Dhoni <laughs> was there and even I am from Tamil Nadu, so I think uh, they both uh, uh, they both really work really well together. <laughs> Yeah, they both vibe well. Ella, I've asked you about the support that you get from Gun for Glory. Tell us a little bit about getting the kind of support that you have from Government of India. How they have aided your uh, career? So, Government of India has been really supportive for us throughout the years because uh, since I think three years, they have been in constant touch with us. Uh, and even during the lockdown, I was quite surprised. You know, they were in. constant uh, touch with us asking if we required anything for our training and how the training was going on if we required anything even other than the training so i think they have been uh, keeping a keen eye on our needs and requirements so that you know we are in the same form whenever we get back whenever the you know schedule resumes so i think they have been doing a tremendous job uh in uh, in helping every athlete out ella one final question we know that you've made a big splash in the circuit everyone talks about you now and i understand with that you know that focus there may be a lot at times there may be a little bit of pressure on you but you must have set certain personal goals and given yourself times that i'll achieve uh this in this year the next next year Have you set any goals for 2021? Uh we are working uh on small steps so right now the uh, entire focus of me is on the coming world cup and I have been preparing for it so um we have just been taking baby steps. Thank you very much Ella and I wish you all the very best may you keep shining bright in the shooting firmament. Thank you so much. You were listening a Red FM original. Guts Glory Gumption The Voice of Indian Sports with Rika Roy on the Red FM Podcast Network